0: Hey, everyone. This is Marissa Carpico, the film editor at ThePopBreak.com. I'm here with our TV editor, Matt Taylor. Say hello, Matt. Hey, everyone. Um, we are back uh, for more Oscar nominees. Um, you're over the hump on these, so congratulations. Um, and But there's still a, a lot of episodes left. Today we're going to talk about all of the short categories, which means documentary short, live action short, and animated short film. Um, we were lucky enough to uh, get some get to see these in advance, essentially, um, and all at once, thanks to a lovely PR firm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they will be they should be in theaters now. Some of them, um, I think they're opening wider. Well, they're going streaming um, through Shorts TV on the 9th, I believe. And then, uh, so that will already happen. And then they're going to be um, hitting more theaters on, like, the 15th. Or maybe it's the opposite. I think I might have just switched them. Um, Anyway, you should be able to see these now. They're playing in, um, they're also playing online at Shorts TV at all the time. If you just want to just rent them that way. But you can't see them in theater. They're playing at some AMCs and... And some are on
1: ne- some are on Netflix. Some actually. are
0: on Netflix. Yeah, one of them is like so one of them is like definitely a Netflix sponsored film. So there are many ways to see these now, um, which is great because you couldn't always see all of them. Um, and it's sort of that the part of the um, film categories that people are just like, oh yeah, sure, I <laughs> those sound fun. Maybe I'll see them. This um, is my
1: first time actually watching them, so like this is oh, wow. a really fun experience.
0: I get to, I've seen a couple of them every year. Um, I think everybody always sees one of the animated because of Pixar and Disney. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to clarify, they are in theaters already some places and on demand on the 19th. Um, so yeah, look out for that. Thanks, Shorts TV. Um, and yeah, let's start with... Uh, we're going to start with my favorite category of them, uh, documentary short subject. I love documentaries, um, so this was great. I got to pack in so many. Uh, the nominees are Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, uh, Night at the Garden, period, end of sentence. Um, Let's just dive in, yeah, Matt? Yeah. Okay. Uh, This Uh, is a heavy
1: five documentaries.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, these are rough. Um, Live action is even rougher. Uh, Actually, all shorts, I feel like we could say blanket statement, all shorts are pretty rough um but yeah. black sheep is the first one what did you think of black sheep black sheep
1: it was pretty interesting should we just i guess we should go into the plots a little bit um
0: yeah absolutely, absolutely. i assume
1: a lot of those l- listeners might not have seen them um so black sheep i think the best way of describing it is it's sort of like um a s- uh, spoken story about this one African American teenager and his experience, experience I think he was American I actually totally No no didn't. he's
0: he's British he's British. from um he lives in London and then he moves to Essex and because his parents thinks that think that London is um very dangerous and then they move to Essex and Essex is even more dangerous for him race wise because he's a, a a black a black British person
1: Yes and Anyway go ahead. It's um it explores themes of um, internalized racism and being a, a marginalized person in a predominantly white community, and it's very powerful. I think um, it might have been more effective as a short film. It almost feels like a short film in a way more than a documentary because of like there's a lot of acted sequences in the Re-enactments film. As Reenactments, as it yes. were. Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's a very powerful short.
0: Yeah, this one definitely blurs the line between live action and documentary because so much of it is reenacted by a young actor basically uh, acting out what the real life subject is describing um, from his life. And it's, but it's very powerful and the, but you're, it, it definitely is like, there were times when I, cause I watched the documentary stuff, I think after, no, this was the first thing I watched, but it definitely, after watching the live action, I was like, you know, this could really fit here too. But I think it's because it's so based in real, like it's at the actual person telling it. Right. Um, but I will say that final image is really powerful where Ooh, yeah. the, oh man, it's so good, where the little kid who plays him and the real life guy stare at each other across a field and just like the confrontation of like the ways he did damage to himself by trying to hide his his race to fit in with these white kids who were awful to him and the way he it allowed him and festered this sort of anger and, and violence. And he seems such like a nice person now. It's like he, the, he's still pretty young, obviously, and the fact that he's done so much emotional work in such a relatively short amount of time because he refers to the time period, and it's clearly like early 2000s at the most. So mm-hmm. that's impressive to be like, that young and doing all that sort of emotional work so, so, so deeply. No. Yeah. It's like, I wish, <laughs> I think
1: everybody should do that. Everybody should unpack their emotion, their emotional traumas right. um, as early as possible. But um, <laughs> no, um, it's a very powerful film and it's so, it's such good storytelling. It does. Um, it has its shocking moments that are so well implemented into the story Mm -hmm. and um really great editing again it's like it's funny because I almost feel like as critiquing it I really do like see it as a short film like um and but you know it's it's very powerful
0: yeah it's very good um I don't I, I I confess I don't know like the chances on these to win I only guessed that 405 would win last year because I'm from LA originally and I know the way that people vote is like oh I've been on the 405 maybe I'll just do that one um So, yeah, I don't know what what its chances are to win, but I wouldn't be sad if it won. Um, Although I I confess the next one is my favorite. The next one is Endgame, which it seems odd to say favorite in that situation. Oh, by the way, I want to say that Ed Perkins directed Black Sheep and that um, this one, Endgame, is directed by Rob Epstein and Jeffrey Friedman um just want to throw those out there cuz it's a big deal and we care about the shorts even if the academy the academy doesn't always oh yeah um <laughs> anyway so the next one is Endgame and it reminded me of one from i think 2 years ago called Extremis which was also on Netflix this is they're both on Netflix which is bizarre um and this one is a little longer than Extremis and and much better i think but it is about end of life care essentially which is not a um easy subject obviously and not one people will probably want to watch, but I think it is very necessary conversation um, and really beautifully done here um, by giving us, like, many people in this one San Francisco hospital and around it, basically, and, and the different ways they are... They experience end-of-life care. Like, there's a woman who finds out she's very sick um, and is... And it's very rapid, and she barely has any time to decide if she wants to have chemo. And there's a woman who is dying of cancer, and her family is basically making all the decisions. So it's it's quite a thing. Um, I thought it was very good, um, but yeah, what did you think of it, Matt? I, I, it's a hard watch.
1: It's a hard watch, but it, I agree, it's like a necessary watch. I um, was really impressed by it. It is a very close number two for my for my favorites of these. Mm. Um, just like I'll get, and we'll talk about number one a little bit, but um, yeah, it is so well done, and it the way it tells these various stories and edits between them so seamlessly, I do think it could use a little more unify, which is funny because it is so it is the longest short mm-hmm. by, by quite a bit, I think, and yeah. um like I still feel like all these different strands could have been tied together. A little bit neater but I mean it just it's so it's so beautifully told and there are it's impossible to not get a little emotional watching it I was really yeah. impressed by it. and it's so compassionate I think that's the main thing like it's so hard to approach this topic of end-of-life care with a sense of compassion like this where it's not condescending but also yeah. is very emotional
0: yeah no it's very good and, and it's interesting because you're right he, he, it is sort of three different threads that they're putting together in a way, but like they're doing it to show the levels of, of, of what the spectrum essentially of what end of life care can look like. Um, whereas like extremists, which everybody should watch as well, it's much shorter and probably a little more palatable. This is 40 minutes, um, but both are great. But this is very much like, this is the very slow process sometimes of deciding what to do and, and, how sometimes your judgment can be clouded for in your own situation because talking about death is hard particularly in America because we don't we just don't like to talk about it Um and medical things the way they are it is a brutal thing to experience like I saw extremists I guess it was the 2016 Crop because I saw it right after I had watched someone go through it and it was it was rough but I was like this is so necessary because this is 100% what it's like You know hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the one I would pick to win, but, uh, you know, this is a very good crop. Um, lifeboat is the next one, which is basically about, um, refugees. Um, and the director of that, give me one second is, um, hold on. Sky Fitzgerald. Um, and it's basically about a German group, um, that is. Sort of just trolling the waters in the Mediterranean, looking for refugee boats and saving them um, from typically from North Africa, basically. Um, I think the ones that they see original that they see the most from are are Libya, right?
1: Yes, I believe so. I just watched it like this morning. So I'm like, I should remember. But like, there's a lot of facts in it. (laughs) We've watched a lot of shorts, people.
0: Um, But what did you think of this?
1: So it's very hard to I don't know, like Because obviously it's a subject that is really important. And, yeah. like, I it's hard when discussing documentaries, I find, because it's like you want to critique it, but you also don't want to critique the subject. So mm-hmm. I mean this in the nicest way possible. I just found this one to be very pedestrian and the sort of thing that, like, it's on the news so much. And I feel like it did not bring anything to it that it wasn't already on the news, if that makes sense. Like, it's, like... Yeah. I just feel like this particular story has been told so many times in the past few years, and that's good. It should be told, but in like a competition of best documentary short, it just is the sort of thing I expect like a something like a new level to it.
0: Yeah, I, I it's funny. I thought you were going to say a different like rather than pedestrian. I thought you were going to say pedantic, um, hmm. which it also kind of is for me at least, and also I think a little and this is going to sound a little dismissive but like up its own ass in terms of its stylistic choices um and i wanted to focus more on like the people and the the sh- the what like what this experience is like and not this sort of like german dude like waxing poetic about how important whatever this is is right. like i i don't need that like i don't i also don't need to see someone feeling good about like doing doing what we should all be doing realistically but I also think my reaction to it was a bit skewed by the fact that Human Flow came out last year um directed by Ai Weiwei and it's it, he it's about the global refugee pri- crisis and I reviewed it for the site but he covers basically every major refugee movement or like current bit of human flow in the entire world so the the movie's real long um but it's Beautifully done. So I couldn't help but compare it to this. And this one seemed really, like, missing the point in a way. Like, there's that scene where it's just like we're looking at blurred lights coming toward a boat for, like, you know, 30 seconds. And, like, okay, sure. But did we need it? Is it helping? You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. No, exactly. It's the, it's the sort of thing. The tone of it is so much like a, I bet you didn't know about this, this topic. So I'm going to explain it to you. And, like, not in any way about compassion or even just like i don't know like about he doesn't feel passionate with the subject he feels passionate about his documentary and it yeah. shows in the style
0: yeah no i think that's a perfect way to put it honestly um and i i wouldn't i i do i will say i think there's a possibility possibility it'll win because it is mm-hmm. such an important subject um but i i think of the pieces of filmmaking we see here and do, particularly documentary filmmaking it's not my favorite and probably the least deserving
1: yeah it's between this one and another one we'll talk about in a little bit that i think might win (laughs) sure yeah um
0: the other one uh the next one is a night at the garden which is the shortest it's only seven minutes um and it is by marshall curry and it is not quite the same thing like the ones we've talked about so far have been um a lot of original filmmaking like filming this is all basically montage from past stuff Um, And it's about a Nazi rally in 1939 in Madison Square Garden, which I did not know going into it. And I truly gasped when I realized what was going on, because I saw a night at the garden and like a big crowd in in a, you know, just like a a screenshot or whatever and thought like, oh, cool, a basketball game. And then... (laughs) I started playing nope. it, and I, was, and I was like, oh, fuck. This is something very different. Um, well, th- and Also, the reason I said you probably shouldn't watch these in a public place, this one right here, um, what did you think of this one?
1: This is my favorite one of the five, actually. It is like, it's. you said it's the shortest. It's only about seven minutes, and it is like a mic drop of a documentary, I think. Like, mm-hmm. It definitely benefits from not knowing what you're going to watch, and I think, like, so I I knew nothing about this going in. The 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 plot description on Letterboxd is very very bare bones. So I yeah. I did not know what to expect. And it's just it's so sh- shocking and powerful and um deeply deeply troubling. I watched it like right before going to bed last what? night and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, like I'm not going to sleep." But <laughs> um <laughs> It's, oh, it's really excellent, and I saw on Letterboxd, actually, I believe it was Letterboxd, the person in the Letterboxd review linked to an Atlantic article, so it's yeah. either in Letterboxd or in the Atlantic, but they said it's like a Bioshock like cutscene, basically, and I think that's really <laughs> spot on, of like, you're almost like, wait, is this real, or is this just doctored footage to make a point, and it's real, and that's the point, and it's, it's so, so well done, I think. I, it's not going to win
0: at all. But um Yeah. It probably I, won't, but it honestly it could. I mean it's it's very well done. It's honestly very well done. And the argument for it is that it's so short, people will easily watch it. That's
1: true, but I do think and maybe this is cynical of me, but like I do really wonder how many people will fully grasp what it's trying to say through that seven minutes, because it is so brief. And I think it's almost necessary to read about it afterward, which is what I did. I I'm you probably did con- like some research after it as well? Nope,
0: I didn't do a thing. I oh, really? I, I, I thought it spoke for itself, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe I just don't have enough faith in people. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was pretty. I mean, I thought it was pretty clear, honestly. But also, I think it was like really disturbing to me because I have spent a lot of time in in the garden. Honestly, like mm-hmm. a seeing concerts and B, I used to go to the Big East every year, which is basically a full week of just sitting in Madison Square Garden, um, like every day. Watching basketball and like I there, were, there was there's that moment where he zooms in real close on someone being taken out mm-hmm. and I was like I've literally walked down that hallway that is so fucking weird like it blew my mind it was made me very uncomfortable for sure
1: it's terrifying no yeah. I loved it though and I I agree like I think having memories of Madison Square Garden I mean anybody on the East Coast like has been to Madison Square Garden at least once like it's yeah. or knows of it. it it's 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 stunningly well edited
0: yeah it's such an iconic place that like everyone probably thinks like oh okay yeah sure basketball and then it's like oh fuck <laughs> it's totally not basketball nope. um but yeah i wouldn't be mad at this one and i think it i, I think it's great it's definitely like of the t- uh, that and end game i think are my favorites um although i also like the final one which is period end of sentence which is about um was is kind of a fascinating little thing because it was funded by a school in South in California on like Kickstarter, <laughs> which is incredible, um and and filmed in India, um by uh, I'm gonna probably mispronounce this, but I'm gonna try Reka Zatabchi, um and it's like 26 minutes and it's about this small town in India where these women um decide to start producing their own like sanitary napkins for for women's periods and they are not used very much in the country that i think there's a there's somebody at one point says it's less than 10 percent of the country uses them which is insane considering like you can't get through a tv show without a commercial coming on for one for pads or something in in america so it's just shocking um so yeah this little this little town starts to make it make them produce them um cheaply and then they start to sell them and it's this like little microcosm of what giving women autonomy can can do for their lives and it's it's gorgeous I I like it a lot I like it a lot
1: No yeah it's lovely it's so energetic I mean like just, yeah. like, it was kind of great to end with this one because yeah. it's um, – or at least I, I forgot the order that they were on in the Vimeo link you were sent, but it was the last one I watched, and I was like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs>
0: something a little bit, like, optimistic. But um, – It is – like, it might just win because it's the only one that doesn't make you want to kill yourself. <laughs> no, I, you know? I truly
1: think it might win because it is so well done. I've seen – actually, it's on Netflix, and I've seen a lot of celebrities – endorsing it over the weekend on twitter um yeah and i just think it's the sort of thing it's very hard not to get swept away by it the last few scenes are really powerful um oh. i mean the whole yeah. thing is powerful but like the last few scenes as like the, the girls talk about their futures and what they want for themselves it's really really beautiful and i i loved it it was a really a, a good one
0: yeah just like the the idea that, that having a little bit of money from like going literally going door to door to sell these things and like convince people to buy them legitimately opens up their lives in ways that like they never imagined before. Like a girl's like, you know, usually a brother buys a suit for a sister, but I bought it or like buys things for their sisters. But I brought my brother a whole new suit and he didn't, he couldn't say shit. It was like (laughs) so great. (laughs) Um, it's wonderful. I, I think any of those could win. Um, and I, I, I hope I hope it's like anything. I kind of would be fine with anything, but lifeboat. Lifeboat would even be fine on on some level because again, the subject matter is 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 very important. But you know, I don't know. Um, we probably have not seen any other documentary shorts, so I nope. think we're just gonna move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we probably haven't seen any any other short anything, so I I think we're gonna leave that out of this. Of what other things we would have nominated, because the fact is, we really don't know. Um, unless you saw something at a festival you want to talk about.
1: No, I, I did see for the first time ever in my time at Toronto, I went to a short film block, which was lovely, but I have no idea if those were even eligible, or if anybody could watch them. So you know what, just like, like, we're, <laughs> we can just move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna move on. Um, next category is live action short film. Um,
1: can I start which... this category with a question?
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: Were there only five live-action short films made in twenty
0: (laughs) eighteen? Oh shit! (laughs) Um, Maybe I, I, I confess, live-action short is always my least favorite thing to watch. Like, there, I, I hate short stories and I hate short films almost as much because (laughs) it just feels like a like a place for someone to be pretentious. yeah, may, possibly. They're, some of these are okay, right? Yo, like, two of them are good. Two you of them
1: were have... good. One <laughs> of them is fine. And two of them are such pieces of shit that I was, like, livid watching it. And also, spoiler alert for our conversation, or if you ever watch these shorts, like, four of them involve dead children. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, Lots,
0: lots of dead kids. Lots of dead kids.
1: Everyone needs the therapy. Like, I think whoever wins live action short should give the give – the, get the trophy and also get a therapist to be yeah, honest.
0: They immediately get like six months of free therapy. Um, I feel like I want to save, I'm, I'm going to read all through all of them. And then I think we're going to switch the order of them because I want to talk about one of them last. And I, mm-hmm. I would like two of them last. Um, and I think they're the ones you hate. So, the the nominees are Detainment, Fauve, Marguerite, uh, Mother, and Skin. Oh, well, Mother, it's actually Madre. I don't, like, Americans are so stupid. We know what Madre is. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> like, sorry, it's just so dumb. Uh, anyway, and Skin. Um, let's talk about Fauve first, because it's um, it's one, what is it about? It's two kids uh, screwing around in a, in a quarry, and then one of them... Um, spoiler like it's sucked into quicksand and dies and then his friend has to sort of just walk around <laughs> um I, I don't mean to laugh i, mean, no, I don't know like, why i'm
1: laughing but it's just like <laughs> when you no, describe it
0: it's like I, oh there's just no other way and then sort of like have an existential crisis about like oh my god i, I watched my friend die and like this only happened because we played this dumb dare game where we like try to hurt like pretend to be hurt and then like somebody actually got hurt um, and it's a Canadian film. It's in French. Um, they're in, I think they're in Toronto. Um, I have that written down somewhere because I figured it out from like one. Um, <laughs> like they're, they're in Quebec somewhere. Um, it, not, it, did, it wasn't clear where, but they're in Quebec. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, you ever see the movie Jerry?
1: No, but I saw your letterbox review mention it, and I put it on my list.
0: <laughs> oh, do not, do not. Oh, boy. It, Jerry, for those who don't know, is Casey Affleck and Matt Damon walk through the salt flats, and then one of them kills the other one. That's just it, and it's basically this, but it's much shorter. <laughs> um, <laughs> th- well, this is much shorter, um, and I I'm into it because I hated Jerry, but that's because Jerry's like one an hour and forty. This was the perfect amount of time for this story. Um, I am not sure what the like overarching goal is but i thought it was very beautiful what did you think matt
1: no yeah i actually like this one um for uh, as far as films about dead children go um (laughs) it's again like, like you said i truly don't know what the director is exploring with um this film like if it's doing if it's about like a childhood loss of innocence i'm like I don't know. I lost my innocence, but I didn't watch someone die. But like, so it's the sort of thing where I'm like, I don't get what he, what the director's exploring, but it's well made. It's genuinely very suspenseful. Yeah. Um, even, even though if you're watching it, you already know he died. Or but, yeah. um, And it really beautifully filmed. I mean, some of those like shots are incredible. Uh, I'm interested in seeing this director direct a feature length film, which is, I think, the sort of litmus test for how well um, live action shorts go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is often um a jumping point off point for a career into a, a feature feature film career. Um but yeah, you're right. The cinematography is gorgeous and the landscape is is sort of stark and beautiful and and beautifully filmed and like used perfectly to sort of uh, convey this kid's loneliness and and devastation and and like the folly of youth essentially. Mm. Um it's wonderful. I I wouldn't mind if it won. Um yeah, I wouldn't mind if this one. I actually might I like most of them. Um <laughs> except for one of them. Uh the next one is Marguerite, which absolutely should win because you and I were fucking gagged for during this, this thing. I was
1: full on sobbing throughout <laughs> the whole thing. It is so good. I will finance a feature length version of it. Like <laughs> Whoever directed it, please find me. I will give you whatever little money I have for a feature version.
0: The name of the director is Marianne Farley. And, and um, by the way, the director of the of Fove is um, Jeremy Comte. Um, and Marguerite, Marguerite is directed by Marianne Farley, who um, is now a personal hero to me because this thing is so fucking good. It is about an older woman who is being taken care of by this woman who comes to her house every day and she's clearly so lonely. And then there, in the moment, you're like, and then the woman reveals that she's a lesbian and you're well the, the young woman. And then the old woman keeps looking at her like and you're like, "Is she gay or am I just being too much?" And then no, she gay. She's and it gay. is a, it is a story about long-term closetedness and a lack of connection and damn, it is so good. I want to watch it again. Just
1: no, about it's it. so wonderful for the straight listeners. Um there is a thing that I think a lot of gay viewers like myself um, do when they're watching movies that they don't know a gay person, a gay character is in. And when they start to suspect that a gay character is in it, it's like, oh, like, hmm, is there a gay character? What's the deal here? And then when it's confirmed they're gay, it is like the greatest joy in the world. And that's yeah. how I felt. And then it became really sad. And I was like sobbing, but also like, it's gay. Hooray. Like, it's <laughs> it's a wonderful short film. Really yeah. powerful. It's only
0: 19 minutes, too, which, like, you go on a fucking... You go through it. Through it.
1: Fully, yes. And, and, like, it does more just, like, for the gay community than in 19 <laughs> minutes than Bohemian Rhapsody does in two hours and 15 minutes. So, you know what? Like... <laughs> best picture winner marguerite
0: there we go that is fucking tea it's great i loved it so much i like i think i immediately messaged you i was like bitch this is so good <laughs> so um, we were
1: both like messaging each other but it was just indecipherable just like oh my god like over and right? over again
0: exactly um i well, i do want to say that beatrice picard and um sandrine C- Bisson played the two characters i'm calling them out because they're so fucking good at it and it's just so beautiful and soft and like god damn it's good i want i want to watch a whole freaking movie from from marianne um from marianne like we're I want a first name basis. if
1: they ever make a feature-length version of this we're going opening night and we will sit together and cry together and it will be beautiful
0: <laughs> it's so good because you're totally right there was a moment where i was like i'm it, this is like i'm reading too much into it she's not gay it's like stop and then i was like oh <gasps> oh my god (laughs) i've been burnt so many times about thinking characters
1: are gay don't even get me started on stranger things um that like whenever there's a character is actually gay i'm just like yes so victory for the gays so this is so
0: good they should play it in every everybody should watch it i don't know how else you can watch it hell watch go to shorts tv i already said it (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> the next one I, I hate to move on but we must, we must. Is Mother, uh, Madre God damn it, I keep doing it Because um, that's how they put it on the, the damn Oscar thing It's Madre, it is from uh, Spain And it is by Red Rodrigo Sur, Sur, uh, Um Also 19 minutes Probably the most tense 19 minutes Of my life, I needed a cigarette afterwards It was like so much Yeah um, um for those do, who, you wanna dis- do you want to do you want to describe what it's about?
1: Yeah, so for those who um are or who haven't seen it, which is most of you I assume, but, um it is about a uh, young mother and her mother who are spending time together in their apartment and she gets the mother the younger mother gets a phone call from her son who is spending the like the weekend or whatever amount of time with his father and, and the, he's, I think he's 6, which is important. Yes. And the father has gone away f- for whatever reason and left the son stranded somewhere. And the son is calling the mom because he needs help. And the son's phone is dying, and he sees. I don't. I don't want to spoil it in case anybody else, does, does watch it. Like, that
0: that fucked me up. Yeah, I,
1: and like just, it's a very tense movie about a mother trying desperately to locate her son, who has no idea where he is. And yeah. it is incredibly suspenseful. Yeah, and. But it's funny you mentioned at the top that you hate short stories you hate like these short fi- like short films typically and everything and that's how yeah. I felt because I was so invested in this even though it involves a child who is close to being dead and um <laughs> and then uh, I was like so into it and then without spoiling it it ends so abruptly and yeah. I was kind of like oh fuck this then like it's yeah. like I I'm not the type of person who needs answers but it's like. To just end it like that, I'm like, then what was the point of this whole thing? Except well, to prove it's you can
0: realistically, dress. it's a point. It's not even about the narrative. It's an experiment in filmmaking because the whole thing is one shot.
1: Like that is true. That it is very. I mean, that this director should be given a feature length film, preferably of yeah. this of this short film, so that we can get an ending.
0: Yeah, I I, don't, I actually don't want one. Like Roma, it, it reminds me of Roma, and that like it's this black and white long take in Spanish, like. <laughs> about a mother in crisis at a beach (laughs) like children (laughs) at a beach like I was like wow this is so weird that this came out this year but like it is so tense and I loved this sort of like thought experiment of like let's do this like like a fucking play follow these people through their little apartment trying to get the phone call like talk to the police talk to the kid scream at each other like just the intensity of it I was oh I was about it I would love if this one although I my eternal uh, um, allegiance is to Marguerite.
1: It's really... It, it is good. Like, I mean, I hated the ending, but it's a sort of thing... I can't deny how it deeply invested I was in the whole thing up until the ending.
0: Yeah. Um, the next one is... Oh, boy. Let's do Skin first. Oh, um, okay.
1: <laughs> buckle in, listener.
0: Buckle in, motherfuckers. Um, skin is a movie that you actually saw at feature length... Um, a tiff. It's so
1: it's shares the same name and the same director Guy Nativ. I assume his last yeah. name is pronounced um, Guy Nativ. So it's not the a feature length version of the same story. They have the same name for some reason, and they explore similar ideas. Um, Skin, the feature length film, is about a real life neo Nazi who was who, who saw the light. Basically, it's. I mean, to like, I don't, actually, I won't make that joke, but um, oh, like. <laughs> Um, it's about like a neo-Nazi who sees the light and realizes that he's a terrible person and tries to better himself as like his former neo-Nazi clan are like tracking him and his wife and stepchildren down, and um, it stars Jamie Bell and Daniel McC- Daniel. What's her oh, what's her last name? Danielle. Um,
0: um Patty Cakes is all I can think of at this very yes, moment. Yes, who's
1: in the short film as well? Um, yeah. But the sh- and it's a it's a bad film. Skin, <laughs> um, it's like it, it was picked up by A twenty four. It'll be out this year. It's bad. Don't see it. The oh my short god!
0: They're f- gonna do the whole film.
1: The A twenty four is doing the whole film. Yeah.
0: Oh no.
1: Um, the short film is also about neo Nazis, but I believe it's a fictional neo Nazi
0: who. Um, is this? Is it even? Do you think this is worse? This this is worse than the feature length.
1: Yes, purely because it goes places that. I was like, wait, what? They went here with this? Um, So it's about a neo-Nazi played by Jonathan Tucker, who's like a pretty famous TV actor. Um, And um, like he plays a neo-Nazi who commits a hate crime in a shopping center parking lot because he thinks a black man was harassing his kid or something. I don't know. It's, It's terrible. And you have to watch him beat up a guy for like a full a minutes, long time yeah, and then a it, long time the he gets connected eventually uh, by the family of the person he attacked and they get revenge and it creates this whole domino effect
0: well like the gang of the, the family he attacked who yes, the, the son is in for some reason which like alarm bells everywhere y'all Guy, Guy Nativ, by the way is a white man i think it's important to note
1: yes he's also um i believe canadian and yeah. so it's like he's coming at this From, like, uh, coming at American race relations, which are not that different from Canadian race relations, I assume. But it's still this whole thing of I'm, like – like, I don't think you truly understand this issue at all. Like, it's, like, this is not, like – like, it's, like, he's coming at it from this way that is so – Well, he's
0: he's Israeli, actually. Oh, Um, never mind. Uh, Yeah. It's not even that. It's just – I don't know where the fuck it's coming from because here's, we're just going to spoil the damn thing. The guy gets kidnapped and then the the, the black people who uh, kidnap him tattoo his entire body black so that he is black now. And then he goes home and, is, of course, his racist family is not into like, – they're just like, oh, I can't even see who this bit is. It's a black person. And then um, his son, who is the kid in The Prodigy, which really made, fucked me up <laughs> after watching that movie, <laughs> um, it shoots him, kills him dead. Um, and I think we're supposed to be like, oh, look at what a, like, didn't we just learn something about like skin and, and what's underneath being different? Like we, we knew, honestly, we knew those were two different things. I don't, I don't understand. I don't like, it's so bad. It's really heavy handed and just, it's kind of embarrassing. Like, this is the thing when I say I hate live action films, live action shorts, this is it. This is it right here.
1: It's just like. And I I will make the joke, the comment that I was going to make before. Um, Oh, sweet Jesus. I do not associate myself with this comment. I don't know what it is. It's more just like, it's like the extreme version of Green Book in my mind. Like, both his feature length and short film, like, they have the same story of, like, you know, like, we're all victims of racism in the end. And I'm like, no, we're not. Like, it's like, this is like, this is such a toxic message where, like, the ultimate person that pays a price, of him, is a white supremacist, and it's like, and I'm like, what is this movie? Like, it, it's just, it's so toxic, it, it's just this brutal, exa- like, um, reenactment of a horrible hate crime that, like, um, just, it says nothing, it doesn't, like, it's so toxic, it's so poorly done, and it just, I, I truly felt, like, so gross after watching it, and I just think, like, God like it's like white people have to stop making movies about about race because it always ends this way <laughs> like it's, it,
0: it's pretty much a disaster. I I, I I I fear that it may win, but I certainly hope not because it boy what a nightmare. I think it will um, win to be honest because
1: I do I do too. This is the same <laughs> academy that is voting for Green Book like realistically. It's like their idea of race relations is so skewed and like um
0: it's I certainly know. the thing people are going to look at and be like, "This is important," and not understand like it's also a disaster. Um, I want to hear
1: Spike Lee's take on on it. To be honest, like
0: if I see him walking around NYU, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna grab him by the hand and be like, "Please talk about it. We need I need to know." Carry a uh, laptop around
1: just in case. <laughs> like.
0: um, and the last one is detainment, which I like a lot, even though it's really rough to watch. It's it's quite long. It's the longest of the group, actually. Um, it is 30 minutes. Um, and it's uh, it's very much like if anybody has ever seen Heavenly Creatures, but then you take out all the fun stuff in that, it's that. So it's a true crime story um, of something that actually happened in Ireland. Um, and it's directed by Vincent Lamb. And it's basically put together by taking court documents and um, – like police confession sort of uh, documents and recreating them and using them as the script to talk about a pretty horrific murder, um, in 1993 of, oh, I'm sorry, 92 was when it actually happened. 93 is when they, um, were convicted. Um, or maybe I, I might've had that wrong. Uh, but anyway, 92, 93, basically 93 is, is, is it, um, they these two kids who are both 10 um murdered and basically tortured a two-year-old kid that they didn't know that they just like found at the mall um and it it not recreates well it kind of does some of it um but it basically slowly reveals what the kids did like i didn't know the case going into it and or anything about it so it just for me it was slowly unfolding like the truth of it all as the kids sort of slowly reveal what what happened um and what they did and um there's recreation sort of it it's uh it's brutal it's really brutal and it stops right before it gets even more brutal because the court documents are literally never been opened like the jury didn't even hear some of the shit that happened so it's bad um but it's, it's good filmmaking. It's just, ugh, I don't ever want to watch it again. Um, and you hated it. So l- talk about why.
1: <laughs> so um, like you said, it, it is well filmed Like in, in purely a technical level. Um, my main issue with it was that I have no problem with a short film or a feature length film being so grim and going in such dark places, especially if it's based on a real thing that happened. But mm-hmm. I just truly sat there and I was like, what's the point? Like, what is he, or mm-hmm. the, um, the director, getting at with this with this short film? Like, what is, what is the grand, the grand message in it? It mm-hmm. has all these little elements in it that are kind of, like, um, intentionally vague. I have to, like, for example, you don't quite know, like, the two boys who are being questions are telling um, different stories and um, kind of painting the other one as being the more guilty one and the boy who they sort of, the, the cops believe may have been the instigator, is telling a story about how his side, his family's always seen in a negative light, meanwhile the other kid's not questioned because he comes up as more innocent, blah 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 and I'm like, okay, it's an interesting idea, but go with it. Like, I have no idea what that like, yeah, messages. I
0: think I think you actually have to have extra knowledge for it because the kid who the kid who seems like who was allegedly the instigator and um, seems like a total fucking sociopath in the film is actually the one who his they they sealed um, they they were both given name changes after they got out of jail just because realistically people didn't want the courts decided that they shouldn't live their whole lives being like beaten in the street because this was like such a big case, but he's the one who has quietly lived a life and not committed any more crimes. Um And the other one has gotten out and cr- committed a number of crimes. And like one of them was for like child pornography, Um which is so like, I think he's trying to create a, a point of, or like, contrast what you know then about what you know now and it like for people who know it which Mm. I guess the entire UK did um but yeah I think I think it definitely requires extra knowledge um and I I see the the sort of thought experiment of like dramatizing a real life thing but I do think it um pushes the boundaries of what true crime can possibly be or, or like tastefully do for sure I don't deny that it's sort of thing
1: like I don't know, I just, I, I by the end of it, my main thought was just kind of like, why does this exist? And mm-hmm. I, that just really stuck with me. Like, as terrible, I think, as Skin is, for example, and as toxic as that message is about mm-hmm. like, uh, like, just the garbage in that movie, and the way it, <laughs> I don't know, mm-hmm. I won't get into it anymore. <laughs> but, um, like, as toxic as Skin is, you can see what the director's trying to do, it's just that he's coming at it in this really, really... Yeah. bad way and just like not th- being empathetic at all to the actual victim of the narrative um but with detainment i'm just kind of like i don't know what this director's even trying to say and he he puts us through 30 minutes of like misery and just such disgusting facts i mean it's a real story but like just like what was the, what was the point and i and that bothers me <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know. I think it's a little simplistic to ask things to have like that kind of point rather than just being like a an like a a thought a thought about like, well, how do we how would we have looked at this? Like we have years of distance from this now. How would it what what was this like to sort of see it from this specific angle of like the police trying to figure it out? Because realistically, they, you know, when people heard of it, they heard about the kid missing and then they heard two kids getting arrested so it would have been like an outside thing so it's giving a different perspective on what would have been a very well-known story and i don't know if it's i mean it definitely creates sympathy for one of them um Mm -hmm. on some level and is questioning yeah. yeah and the parents and is like questioning the idea of like what where what how early is morality formed and how like how much can it be skewed in in an early place so yeah, I don't know, and there's also there's also the um, the undercurrent of um, it's kind of not quite present in the film because they can't say anything about it, but the the there was a question at the time of like some sort of um, like the two kids both being gay mm-hmm. or and like. One of them is, you know, allegedly living a s living a life with, you know, living with life with with a man and is openly gay or whatever. So I think there's, it's trying to explore that, but it it can only do it so much based on like what the kids would have known about themselves at the time. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's that they definitely, kind of late in the story or story, yeah, in the film, um, they they entertain that idea and that was one of the parts that I thought actually. Was somewhat interesting, um, yeah. But
0: I don't know. It's just, it's a really, it's a rough film out there. Basically, yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough watch, but it is, it is well made. And and you know, I, it probably has a lot more interest for people from the UK. But right. it's certainly very like, it's very memorable of of the group. Um, once again, we have no other things we could suggest that to have watched. Watch these. <laughs> watch Marguerite specifically. Yes. Um, and Five last. Times animated short film, um, which everyone has seen at least one of them, um, and we've seen them all. Animal Behavior, Bow, uh, Late Afternoon, One Small Step, and Weekends. Um, let's just start with Animal Behavior. Uh, a cute a cute one um, about animals and therapy. It's all, they're all like, you know, it's very Animal Farm, pe- animals standing in for people with social disorders. Uh, what'd you think of this one?
1: Uh, I think cute's the right word. Like, it, it's a little too... I think, cute by the end of it, like, um, you can only take so many animal-related jokes about, like, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, the animal animal quirks, but it was entertaining. It was, I love, I like the animation style a lot. I really miss hand-drawn animation.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fun animation. It does feel like a little, like, a comic strip come to life, yes. in a way. Um, yeah, there are some, there are some very funny jokes in it. Like, there's a woman <laughs> at the beginning who, like, all of her, um, all of her, uh, Partners complain that she's like too clingy and and it's a leech. Um, and then there's praying mantis. I did like the praying mantis thing, like where she's like, you know, it's so hard to date. Like men are always compl- like, I have so many, ki- I have a thousand children or a thousand thousand kids. <laughs> like it's just so much work. Like some of it worked for me, but you're right. It is. It's like it definitely feels like something you could watch on, like Nickelodeon, uh, back in back in the days. You know, right after, right between. Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life and like it would fit in just fine and it's cute it's definite but it like I don't I wouldn't want it to win um even though um the animators uh slash the storytellers uh the people who wrote the story Allison Snowden and David Fine did a lovely job it's fine I I like it a lot but it's I think there's just other better things in the in the group um the next one is Bao, which everyone saw before Incredibles 2. And it was better than Incredibles 2. Let's just say it. We already have. Um, I like this one a lot. It's The animation is always good. It's Pixar. Like, what do you expect? Um, but I, I love how culturally specific it is and how it's about parents and motherhood and, and like, also about a specific cultural milieu, milieu and, and, like, being first generation um, in America. Um how what do you how do you feel about this one
1: no it's lovely um i watching this in a theater was a really fun experience just like the collective gasp at a certain point in the story um was like a really fun honestly like and i like the movie but like it's a bet it was a better reaction to that than anything in incredible too and um hell yeah and it's you know, gorgeous animation. It, it it works for me. Like it's a I I feel like Pixar ones are always kind of a safe bet to predict. And I wouldn't yeah. I, like this is not um like lava. I'm I would be totally fine with this one winning.
0: Yeah. Oof. Wow, that hurt. Lava. Um yeah, this one is really good. It's it's don't I i again I'll probably mispronounce this, but I'm gonna give it a try. Domi shi, um it's Chinese Chinese person who is just you know reading their mother to filth honestly (laughs) um but in the best way like uh yeah i think it's a good it's the i can't see it not winning just because again anything that airs before a pixar film everybody's gonna see it um and it was pretty well publicized and talked about um because like racists didn't understand chinese culture um because they didn't want to um (laughs) like sorry everybody you're an idiot um (laughs) Yeah, and it's... I think it'll win, and I actually have no problem with it winning, even though I think I might like some of these a little more. Yeah. I, but I don't know. It, maybe it's because I've sat with this one longer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the next one is Late Afternoon, and that one is by... That's from Ireland, and it's by Louise Bagnell. Um, and this one's very good. How about... Why don't you talk about it?
1: Yeah, so this one follows an elderly Irish woman... Um, I think she the the actress voicing her definitely was Irish, but I don't know if it's ever established that it is place in Ireland, but um and um it follows this elderly Irish woman in, who um has what who you who you think is a nurse. I'm not I won't spoil it. I mean, you might watch it there's these are easy to see um, and um she's she just has dementia, it's implied, and it follows just like her as she flashes back to various memories and they're told out of order but um in this really yeah. beautiful way that transitions between what her present day and her memories and it's lovely and very sad as one might expect but not like pessimistic it has a very sweet ending and i also was full-on bawling by the end of
0: this one <laughs> This one's brutal. I was I did not sign up for this emotion on like a Sunday afternoon. I felt very attacked. Um, it's great, yeah. Like it's it, it. reminds the best way to describe it is like um, I kept thinking of like God, this is so pretentious. But like you know, it's it's just Proust's Madeline over and over and over again. Where like every time she sees something or say her hears something that reminds her of the past, we're like literally thrown into the past with her. With this beautiful watercolor-like uh, animation, um, and like get to see get to see her reminded of of her life, and it feels random at first, but it does eventually have bring you to a point um, that's very satisfying emotionally, and it's it's beautiful animation. I would, I wish this, I kind of wish this one would win, um, but there are like also two others that I wouldn't be <laughs> sad about winning, <laughs> so it's tough um next one is one small step it is a japanese film um by uh or actually it's i'm sorry not japanese it's usa and china um andrew chesworth and bobby pontius are the people who made it it's only eight minutes which is insane to me um but it's about a little girl little chinese american girl who um is like obsessed with rockets with her dad and then tries to become an astronaut because of it um I, I cried like a motherfucker in this. How about you? Same.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: at first, I was
1: like, oh, like, this is inspirational. I won't cry, but it's inspirational. And it is inspirational, viewers. Or listeners. But, yeah. um... <laughs> sorry. Um, listeners. It is inspirational. But, um... Like, then it gets sad, of course, at the end, because God forbid we have a happy short film anymore. And <laughs> I was, like, full-on <laughs> sobbing and inspired. It's, a, it's really lovely... Um, I think NASA should buy the rights to it and make it a commercial <laughs> because it, like, would be more effective than, like, any other commercial out there. And, like, the animation style actually reminded me of a lot of modern commercials. There's,
0: um... What? It's got that sort of, like, computer-generated, like, round fullness and, like, vibrancy that that you expect from... Yes. There's some like like that they show like a, a lot. Like a yeah. medicine ad.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I was thinking, like... Us, it's better animation, but it reminds me of like a Kleenex commercial and like their <laughs> their their animation that they have. It but yeah. it's lovely and um, there's no dialogue in it. I'm pretty sure, and um, it, no, it they is. communicate so much through music, kind of like the opening scene of Up or something like that. Like it's yeah. really powerful.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I, I don't think there is any dialogue, but it's it, it like tells you everything you need to know visually, which is honestly what I like about animated shorts is that like, they are little short films, like the little, little throwbacks to silent film that I, I always appreciate. Um, and I would love if this one too, but I, I don't think it will. I mean, I think it's bows to lose. I don't, I'd be shocked, but it'd be, I would still love if this one. Um, and the final one is weekends, which is the most depressing of, well, yeah, I would say that's true. Um, Weekends is about a kid dealing with his parents getting divorced, and there are some horrifying moments in it, just like pure, um, like it gone wild. It's so scary, <laughs> like that. There's a there's a melting man. I don't like it. Um, but the animation is gorgeous. Uh, what did you think of it?
1: This one's my favorite of the five yeah. um, by quite a bit. I think this is like yeah. a full on masterpiece. <laughs> um, I, I
0: agree with you. I would. I this is this would be my pick to win, man.
1: It's so good. I mean. Just, like, we were just talking about telling stories visually, and this one definitely has, like, next one di- dialogue, let alone, for long stretches, it's almost silent. Like, there's, like, just the occasional sound effect. And <coughs> it, it's so effective and just, like, like you said, terrifying in the way it recreates childhood nightmares and um, childhood fears, but also, yeah. like, it just, it creates, like, a sense of nostalgia just so well, but, like, in a very bittersweet way and i don't know like i just think there for an animated short that is so like hyper realistic it there's such like a heart to it and it's so well done and it probably is like one of the saddest ones but i think there's something almost like so humid about it that it almost doesn't feel that way like i was never sad i didn't tear up watching it i was more just like damn like what ends with i'm like that was powerful <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's, it's uh, set in 1980s Toronto, by the way, and, and by uh, Trevor Jimenez. And it is funny how you can subtly see that it's in Toronto from mm-hmm. the iconic skyline and and that it, it's the 80s because his dad is such a, like, Gordon Gecko wannabe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, hilarious. <laughs> like, the second – and there's the music, too, but, like, the second you see that guy and, like, what his – awful apartment looks like you're like oh my god what a douchebag and the thing that i really liked about the movie is the way that it starts as a little boy wanting to be exactly like his dad and then slowly realizing the person he really wants to be like is his mom who is caring and like working hard and soft and like also maybe a little damaged um but like it's just like Loving it her love is so deep for him and it's like so beautiful. I don't know. I love that. I'm just, a sucker I for that narrative
1: a... in general. Yeah. Like I whenever that's in a movie, I sign me up. Like it's <laughs> boyhood, I'll watch it over and over and over again.
0: Moms are great. Um we they work stand so hard. Moms. <laughs> we stand moms in
1: this podcast.
0: This is a pro mom podcast. <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's all of all of the shorts. Um I yeah, I think It's a really good group. Everybody should absolutely try to watch some of these. Again, it's you know these are the categories people kind of forget about, and the academy's forgetting about it.
1: (laughs) The academy won't air live action shorts during the show for people that don't know. As we're recording, I will go on record as saying that I do not think they will hold they will hold um, that through to the end. I think they will eventually give in and just air all the categories because the academy has been weird this year, but they have not had a backbone.
0: So. (laughs) Man, yeah, they got they got fucking slammed the minute that came out. So I, I agree with you completely. There's, it's gonna go the same way the popular film category is, and just like, whoops, we we were kidding, lol, <laughs> joking, we were joking, it's, yeah.
1: Oh god, fuck the Academy, full, di- but... <laughs> full, disaster.
0: full fucking disaster. Um, but yeah, uh, we we here at the Pop Break respect this cat these categories, even if we don't like most of those live action short films. Um anything else you want to add before we go, Matt?
1: No yeah, watch them, but you know, watch something happy afterward. Don't watch them all at once like I did. Because by the <laughs> end of it you'll just be like, what's the point of fully, living anymore?
0: <laughs> fully suicidal. Yeah. Um yeah, just like watch period end of sentence and animal behavior last and and and, bowel, and you should be fine. Um <laughs> <And> skip skin. <laughs>
1: anyway. Skip skin, people. Go watch a movie that actually discusses racism in a way that empathizes with the victims of racism, not there the perpetrators.
0: Perfect, per- a perfect note to end on. Um, all right. Thanks for listening, everyone.